Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is just a ride. What is today, boys? It's Friday. Episode 29 on Friday, Friday the, the 13th. 29 Ooh. skulls, or 29 <laughs> bones in the skull. Yeah. Eric Dickerson played football with that number. Rod Carew for <laughs> I was kind of thinking about all the bones that will get crushed in your little head on Friday the 13th. Man, for being a punk. Happy Friday the 13th. I love Friday I do the 13th. <laughs> I do. It, it comes from like Knights Templar shit or something, but it's still cool. It's, it's super cool. And it only happens a couple times a year. Or Superstitious stuff can be kind of fun. It like, can be. I like embracing things that are supposed to be unlucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Black don't. cats. I've always had black cats. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I step oh. over it all the time. I look at it. It's great. And I got to say that even though, hats you inside. even though you don't believe that shit, like walking under ladders and breaking mirrors, you still think about it. You do. Whenever you're around, like, it doesn't matter. Mom. Thanks a lot, Mom. My mom was like reminding me. She's like, that crack will break my back, motherfucker. You, you kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you watch Meanwhile, I'm over mom. here like, step, step, I know. step, step, step. <laughs> like, I don't have that relationship <laughs> with my doing? mom. I'm mad at you. I'm <laughs> yeah. not careful at all. You took away my Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> and future things. I know there'll be yeah. future things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I you gotta wonder where some of that superstitious stuff like came from though. Like Probably what, giggle if, that what shit. if there was what if there was like actually a fucking valid reason for some of that shit to come about, right? Like some like some of this folklore that people are like, Oh, that's superstitious nonsense. It's like, well, but in the tiny village in Latvia where it was invented, <laughs> fucking vampires would come and drain you of blood <laughs> in the middle of the night if you broke a mirror. So <laughs> <laughs> if you did step on a crack they'd know and they'd come and they'd kill your mom. Yeah. Like yeah. what? <laughs> they would know. You never know. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. I, it'd be fun. It's fun to trace back. I'm just going to toss a little bit of salt over my left shoulder right now. Just where'd that one come from? Like that. <laughs> that's supposed to be good luck. I don't. I never yeah. understood that's what that supposed one was about. to. That's, that's supposed, supposed to undo bad luck. Yeah, right? Undo yeah. bad luck. Yeah, it's pretty tough to go buy a fountain without chucking a penny in it. Mm -hmm. You know. Sure. It's a good I, racket that fountain owners have going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Fucking coin wonder star. Much, <laughs> wonder how much money they make like in Vegas. What's the the, the Bellagio. Yeah, with that big-ass fucking thing. <laughs> I wonder how many rare coins have gone through there where it's like somebody jackass... I'm in the jackass. I may have had a million-dollar like rare printed coin That's penny. Probably, do you think they ever clean it out? $100 chips. Not. What if there's like a... What if there's like some fucking crazy like blood-covered gangster coins... Gotta be, right? Chilling in there. In Bellagio <laughs> or like or the Flamingo back in the day or right? some shit. Yeah. Fuck. I don't even know what the Mirage probably still has some gangster shit from the Rat Pack days or something. I don't know. Anyway, these are the things we think about. <laughs> this is a super organized nothing, intro. Nothing but productive things in our brains. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. We're excited to once again ride together. I call myself on this show the Peabah. I'm Zach. And am you. affectionately titled the Poobah. Hey, Shaden. And I am the Bear Bear. In other words, the unclothed hairy animal. The naked. But I'm not hairy. Mammalian, bipedal. No, that's a quadruped. You're a quadruped. I, f I feel like we're. I'm a weasel. I'm, it's a, I'm in the weasel family. Can, can you be bear bear and also bear ba? He can go by both. Like you could be so somebody, prince and a symbol. If you somebody will. referred to AG as baby bear ba, and I thought that was super cute. So he's bear ba. Baby bear ba. Okay. Yeah. Well, but 
but you're a bear bar. But it doesn't matter. It was you got to be a here. fucking bar to be equal <laughs> with <laughs> us. You're not equal to us if you're, you're right. not a bar. I'm not. You're Zach's, below Zach's, us. Zach's, you're Zach's, below Zach's us. Zach's never going to let this go. Every single episode is going to start with this. Be a fucking bar! <laughs> All right. Well, he's not a bar, but his name is Jeff, and that's Shaden, and um, whatever. And so. Zagwish. I'm Zagwish. And we always start the show off with uh, a police story. Police story. Jeff Ketcher's got some police stories for you. It's gonna make you feel like a police story guy. I think yeah. it gets better every it week. Gets, personally. It's yeah. certainly <laughs> like so, Grammy award winning stuff. This week's not so much about stories, but it's about things that I did to entertain myself and the folk that I dealt with. That should be interesting. Some I've heard a few things. of these stories. Yeah, some Shaden fun has stuff. too, I bet. Um, we'll start with traffic stops. Some of the fun things that I would do on traffic stops, uh, I would get a big bag of candy <laughs> and stop car. First off, if you got stopped by me, yeah, I stopped you for a stupid traffic violation because I have to. That's the reason that I'm... That's my reason to find out who's in the vehicle and what's going on. Right. But we'll just call it what it is. It's it's trying to find out who's in the car, what's going on, looking for bad bad. you look suspicious. This yeah. is, you know, okay, this is good. Good to know, everyone. Don't write this down. Suspicious. Yeah. Suspicious. So I, yeah, I wasn't the guy that was going to write you the ticket necessarily. Anyway, so... If he thought I you were coming from a drug house. Yeah. Wanted, yeah. If I thought it was going to be a good stop and it ended up not being a good stop and it was what we would just call boring people, which was law-abiding citizens, I would come back up with candy and just give them candy and send them on their way. Like, way to not be a criminal piece of shit? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, basically. <laughs> what a judgmental yeah. son of a bitch. And hey, use your course, signals, by the way. Have some candy. Have a nice day. If dentists See and it. doctors do it, I think I think police <laughs> men and women should do it as well. Here should he, it was. It's kind of a checkup, isn't it? Yeah. It's very similar. All right. You guys are making a lot of logical sense that I didn't know existed. Continue, the other one friend. that was fun. So, if I did stop you, and let's say you had a suspended license in this state, that's an arrestable offense. It's a misdemeanor, but you can go to jail for it. So you would get arrested, be in the back of my car, and up till Arizona versus Gantt came out, we would search cars incident to arrest. That's how we would find a lot of drugs, a lot of uh, you know illegal you know guns, things like that. So we would search cars, and I never really cared a whole lot about user amount of drugs, but I was looking for for drug dealers. Anyway, after I went through your car and found what I found or didn't find and if it was just something I wasn't worried about you know I still had the option to take you to jail but I really didn't want to do that I could write you a citation after after my conclusion if I felt that a citation was good enough then that's what I was going to do but I wanted to have fun with it I didn't want to just take you out of cuffs and give you a ticket that's not fun so I had the get out of jail free card from Monopoly and the go directly to jail card go directly to jail card from Monopoly mm-hmm. and I had them in envelopes yes. so I would have them pick an envelope and it was if it was the get out of jail free card I would just take them out of handcuffs and <laughs> let them go and if it, <laughs> and, and they would get their citations still but they, right. didn't, they didn't go to the people zoo so that was good right that is a benefit and the, if it was the go to jail card it was on the back of the card it said or answer the officer's following question so I it, you would really have to dumb these questions down so I'd have to be like 
At first, it was like name the seven doors, and people be like cunty, bitchy, slutty. You know, oh. they're just stupid. So I'd have to name <laughs> set it. them up a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to be like, huh? how about three? You know, name three of the seven doors, or <laughs> name a Pixar movie, or you know, something stupid like that. <laughs> so that was always fun, and they never it, it made it enjoyable for them. Like, oh my god, you're really gonna let me go? Well, yeah, you picked the get out of jail free card. I, I told you I would. Mm. So. I have to. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, <laughs> and that becomes a story that's told later. It's like, dude, fucking yeah. guy, let me go because yeah. of the card of Monopoly, bro. Getch, will you tell our dear listeners about Rockstar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's my personal favorite. So I don't know. I don't it's know it's I know more this. of a visual. It's, it's more okay. Of a visual you can one, describe it. I believe in you. So, <laughs> and you know the DUI stuff. I didn't do a lot of DUIs myself. Well, after I moved to Spokane, I didn't. So I haven't really done DUIs. But I have done some field sobriety tests. And some of the fun, the the funnest one that I used to like to do is I'd have somebody standing with their feet shoulder width apart. And I'd explain, okay, so what you want to do is you want to take your left arm, point it across to your right hip down into the ground. And then, then you would say rock. And then you bring it back up and extend your left arm up to the left side of your body to the sky and say star. Now you need to repeat that 10 times. So you can picture their left arms going down across their body and they're going rock. Bring it up. Star. Wait, picture. Rock. Star. <laughs> picture rock. Like disco. Disco, star. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was basically John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they would do it. So uh, that was fun. That must have been awesome for people driving by. Like going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's got the lights. People it's got the dance. Like, oh, he's going to jail for sure. <laughs> imagine, imagine if they're listening to music in their car and they see that because the lights with the, the car and then <laughs> yeah. the dancing and their Ooh, it's music. It's like, this is great. <laughs> Did we even leave the club? Oh my god, let's go to the next one. Uh, and right. then I really liked Rochambeau. <laughs> <laughs> Rochambeau was always fun to do too. So I can't somebody, believe you did this. Th- these things, I love it. Yeah, but, somebody uh, would have some, you know. It's so human. Stupid little warrant or something like that. And and I'd be like, okay, best out of two, Ro- Rochambeau. And most of them like, what the fuck's that? I'm like, rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> Technically, so, Rochambeau's kicking each other in the nuts. It is. Just for the record. Dick kicking. Is it? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so rock, paper, scissors. So I would do best two out of three, whoever would win. And if they won, I'd let them go. If they lost, they went to jail. And they, they appreciate it. But the, one of my favorite ones was, I, I was it was wintertime. It was in the negative degrees. It's five o'clock in the morning. I got off at five thirty, and there was this dude out when he shouldn't be out in an area he shouldn't be. I just I couldn't help myself. I had to go have a chat with him. Right, and throughout talking to him, basically I got about an eight ball of meth hmm. out of his pocket on a consent search, by the way. Why he let me search his pockets, I don't know, but he did. Yeah. So I cuff him up, and I'm just thinking, God damn it, I don't. I don't want to be overtime. It's cold. I'm tired. So I'm like, here's the deal, dude. This guy doesn't isn't a real threat. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take you out of handcuffs. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors. Best two out of three. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, well, what if, what if I win? I'm like, you go. You walk. You don't get your dope back. I'm going to get rid of it. He got so nervous. I bet you are. He's like, I'm going to fucking, I got to play this for real, for keeps, motherfucker. I mean, it's negative <laughs> degrees, and we're, we're one and one. Oh, we both man. have a win. I mean, it's down to the final Dude. moments. And he's like, 
okay and dude he's sweating yeah i mean he's okay. sweating in negative degrees and he's, he's like okay let's go he's like, wait 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 shaking his arms out getting his hands help. ready to go Shit. he's like okay okay one two three and he throws scissors and i throw rock and both of us like <laughs> oh no! Can you do best two out of three? Yes. Six, oh, just well, keep I have, going. I have one of those okay. coming up too. Okay. So, yeah, I hooked him. He went to jail. He He's like, dude, you wouldn't let me go. I'm like, oh, you don't understand. I'd let you really go. want. To I really want to, really want to do this right if, now. I got a question for you. If he would have done what you do, kind of sometimes when you're cheating in it, when you watch the person yeah. kind of go down a little bit before you, you know, if he would have done that, would you let him go? If he kind of would have cheated, if he cheated, no, okay. no. Okay. I mean, not, cheat. not cheat, cheat, but like he's the, straight up. The cunty kind of cheat though. That's like the not, cheating okay. is cheating. Even, would if, you, even if it's a little, if it's a little cunty or a lot cunty, it's you still would have cheating. booked him harder, wouldn't you? You would have booked it would him piss real me good. off if he'd have tried to cheat. Okay. But he was straight guys, up. Do you guys ever use uh, yes no coins? Uh-uh. You ever done that shit? Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things. It's just like, oh, let the this, let the let fate decide. Nice. Be like a yes no coin. You ran your life by the. Oh, I, have one, one, I have one that I carry with me all the fucking time. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's yeah, how you do your crossroads fucking decision making. Yes no. Yes no. It's just every once in a while, it's like you know what. This isn't a super consequential decision, but we'll just let fate decide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rochambeau. Does I will buy the PlayStation up. 5. All right. <laughs> My favorite Rochambeau, though, was these two. They were younger adults. They were just drunk and kind of being ass clowns. Out and they, were, they were just kind of being a bit of a problem. So we got a call on them. And I contact them, and a couple other uh, deputies roll up and... And uh, we're dealing with these guys, and one guy's being okay. One guy's just just being kind of a jackass, and uh, jackass dude ends up having a warrant. But it's like a stupid warrant. It's like some two hundred fifty dollar like fishing warrant. I mean, it's dumb, really dumb. So I'm like, okay, dude, you got a warrant for fishing. Tell you That's what, crazy. best two out of three Rochambeau. Of course, I have to explain to him what that is. Right. I'm like, all right. So we go this, and of course I beat him. I really didn't want to take this guy. I'm like, okay, three out of five. Okay, <laughs> right for us. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh. yeah. We're like up to like 15 out of 31, dude. Let's go. And it's, I beat him every time. I must have beat him 40 fucking times in a row. And finally, like, you know what? You are too stupid to be out in public. If you can't win one, you have got to go to jail. And his buddy just falls on the ground laughing. Just like, I can't believe you couldn't fucking win one. You're such a loser. That's probably haunted and they've probably got a nickname for him. And the two guys that that's based around that. Two deputies that were there with me, they're just like, couldn't believe what they were watching. Like, are you really doing this? I'm like, I do this all the time, dude. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's cool. It's good. So give us a, give us a story of, did you ever get to let anybody go that way? Or are you getting there? Uh, I did let a guy go. Who another guy who had a warrant? I would, in fact, uh, one of my ex girlfriends was riding with me that night. It was on the Fourth of July, and this guy had a had a warrant, and it was actually from one of my original arrests. And uh-huh. I recognized him. And they were watching fireworks yeah, uh, down by the by the fairgrounds. And I contact him, and I know he's got a warrant, but he happens to be there. Like he's got two kids, he's got his girlfriend. He's actually doing pretty good. So I'm like, I, I'll tell you what, dude, best two out of three. 
And he's like, well, you're so full of shit. I'm like, no, really, man, I'm serious. Best Nobody ever three. believed you, did they? No. Not God, one no. of them, huh? No. Okay. <laughs> and, he, uh, and, and we got through the one and one again, which is always great when you're down to that. <laughs> you're, in your mind, you're like, this is kind of the maximization of this entertainment <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, it's super fun to me. It's World Series know. fucking ninth inning, two and outs. I, and, and he won, and I'm just like, all right, bro, go take care of your warrant. He's like, are you serious? That's so cool. I'm like, yeah, man, you're with your family. I don't want to ruin it. I mean, I knew you had a warrant. I was going to take you. I, I didn't know you're with your family, you but you know, yeah. If you'd have lost, he's like, "What if I'd have lost?" I'm like, "I would have taken you." It's, it's, I'm, I'm fair. Man of my word. I'm fair. You know, <laughs> if if I win, you go, but you won. See you later. And he's just started crying, and yeah, That's he was badass, super man. emotional about it. I'm like, dude, you won it fair and square. <laughs> when life get, when life, you were you were you, but you represented something that life doesn't usually do, where it's like, here's a little bit of justice that you can kind of earn because fucking a why not here you go and that's kind of cool that's special that's why i think i want to get uh what do you guys think about doing a just a ride challenge coin with yes and no on the sides i really really like that idea throw that in your pocket that's kind of fun best two out of three though guys don't just go straight with the yes (laughs) yeah i like that yeah i will say though in my first divorce we we, uh, flipped a coin over property and I am not a good coin flipper. I did best two out of three. Dude, I lost a dog. I lost some couches. Oh, fuck. I lost my hunting dog okay, out of that one. Of this. Let's, let's see if the, if let's the listeners Let's test it. Care. Flip it and see what, see what you get. Oh, whoops. Careful of all the... Hit careful the ground or in the, the hand? Hey, the Jeff. Hand. Careful of yeah. all the very breakable <laughs> vibe. I know. I've <laughs> seen all that. We'll do... Crack, let's, crack. Go. In the, see, that wasn't... That see, was Jesus, cheesy. come on, man. Well, I can't see what I'm doing over here. That was a yes. Hey, there so, you, go. you know, we'll bodes, see how it goes. Bodes well. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Should have quit while you were ahead. And then Mrs. Scriptkeeper comes yeah, and kills you. Yeah, that was a yes again too. All right. So Special. anyway, on the coin flipping. So years ago, it was a it was a same sex couple, um, who had a, they were fighting. I couldn't figure out who the primary aggressor was. You're supposed to take the primary aggressor to jail. They were both such assholes. As human beings, I couldn't figure out which one it was. Pulled out a quarter. Oh. <laughs> and uh, call it heads or tails. And who uh, called it? Or I mean, who just to call it? One of the one of the two. Well, the first well, somebody somebody it. had to win. So, yeah, yeah. So the first one flipped and won. Second one flipped and lost, and they went to jail. Oh, wow. And then like. Six or seven years later, I heard about somebody getting fired for doing that in another state. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. that sucks. All of this is but, probably not okay. Yeah, probably not supposed to do that. <laughs> I've been but thinking you know that what? pretty much since the beginning of this, but it's like... <laughs> if it's a mandatory arrest... But it makes sense for the government, because they're asking human beings to not be human beings. And that's yeah. why the government doesn't make sense. Another reason why the government doesn't make sense, but... Another reason you that could a say human it's being, and I'm not really getting into the... I'm not going to get into the whole investigation, but I, like, really, this was one I'm like, I, I, I could have just randomly selected one because they were both right at fault and this was as good a way as it, yeah it's like so. that was as fair as i could possibly be because i had to take somebody to jail because an assault occurred both ways it just seems like it's flippant because it's a thing that kids would do for you know right but it's also funny but it was and about as be, honest and fair as i could it was about as honest as fair as i could do if the government is telling me that yes you're going to take someone's rights away from them yeah you know i would prefer to go you guys get your shit together and figure it out i'm not here to make your relationship better Right. You know, People need I, to fix the laws if they want that um, stuff to But I handled stuff. it that way, and that's how it went. And then, yeah, so the, yeah, there's some shit. You've got some a mountain of stories with that. Any really. fun that I had, I could probably get fired for, basically. <laughs> if you're a human in the in a job yeah, like any, that. Yeah, any time that I tried to have fun, in hindsight, I could have gotten fired. 
Right. So. And you're kind of a fun-loving guy. And I just like to have fun. Yeah. Girls <laughs> just wanna have fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I and I was known for the guy that was going to kick your door, and I was probably going to beat your ass. But I'm going to have you on the curbside, and we're going to have a long conversation until you cry, and then I'm going to hug you, and you know we'll probably be friends. Yikes. Good stuff. No, that's 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 how I. That's how I started my, my friendships, too. <laughs> I like to have them pit <laughs> a little bit. How many of them started that way? <laughs> a little submissive ur- urination didn't, but you know, that's, how, that's how you build. Uh, police story. Not really a story, just. Not stories. Silly things. not doing police stories, yeah. Jeff's got his hand over his face in the Picard. He won't know what the Picard thing is. I got you. Okay, he's frustrated now. He's gonna punch. No, I gotta, I gotta rub my skull on that one. Okay, good thing we don't have headphones on. That'd be maybe a little loud in his ears about his police stories. That'd be awesome. It'd be stereo. <laughs> that uh, would only make you really actually got to make a tune and just plug it in. I think it's better. We that are we making do. a tune. Yeah, I mean, we're two singers. We're doing our best. These that guys sound fucking great. <laughs> please start me. We're gonna be on fucking Ryan Crease. Ryan Crease. Seacrest. 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 Singing our ass. Top forty, well. baby. Let's go. That's right. Uh, thank you. Did you have anything more? I just wanted to sing the song. Uh, I'm sure I'll come up with more shit. Uh, we can come. We can visit this so, again. Yeah, we'll come this back kind to of it. a fun one. I did all kinds of funny shit like that, though. Hey, yeah. All right. Well, that official song ended that f- official segment. Join us next week for more, more. police stories. Is that is that more along the lines of what you want? Or another one I would do if it was just a regular, normal, boring person like on a traffic stop or something. I didn't get anything. I was like, oh, well, I, I before I came to work, I selected your birthday, the the day and month, as that, that if anybody was born on this day, they weren't going to get a ticket, and I'll be damned. It's your birthday. See you later. And they would believe it. And I think I've already told it. That's I would also, like, not give them a ticket, but I would, like, here's your, I'd start singing Baby Shark just to get it stuck in their head. <laughs> you still get a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Which is way worse than any type of money. Did anybody give you a, a, like, oh, can I just have the ticket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer to pay. <laughs> could I just be pepper sprayed a couple times? That'd be <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that. That's fucking, that's some silly ass shit. And uh, yeah, you, you probably should have gotten into trouble for all those things, but I'm but glad why? you didn't. But I'm, why would I? I know because you're a human, but because of the rules, I believe. And because it's, uh, yeah, I think you're supposed to be super serious the, the whole time. I couldn't be you so serious. You know, I was hardly serious in my job. I think you were really effective as a negotiator and as a, uh, like a, just a person to deal with. Like you were a, a different level of dealing with the people that I watched you deal with. I wasn't, I wasn't. Because you were funny. The cookie cutter government representative right. in uniform. I was right. a human being. You actually work against the reasonableness party because you're a pretty good advertisement for government. And that's not, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right. Let's move on to something that's that could take us quite a while to get through, or might take us ten seconds. I don't know. But it's planning versus reality, and the concept therein. Hmm. I hate just, it. That's a shame. <laughs> well, you gave it to us. Oh, fuck, Jennifer. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Tell us where we're going. <laughs> where are we going? Planning. I get it, though. I think you can. It kind of tells its on itself there a little bit. But yeah. So okay. where are you coming from? So I've been reading about this a little bit recently and it's this whole philosophical school of thought that basically puts forth that planning and visualizing something has a degree of agency but almost invariably when it comes down to actually extrapolating that into real world experience 
it counts for very little. I agree. Which is which is an interesting thing because people are always you know s- singing the praises of visualization and and you know and this Business applies to this applies to learning about yeah, things in an academic sense too. You could learn about you could you could become an expert on snowboarding by reading about it and researching it and interviewing people that do it and learning all the ins and outs of it and how a board works and when you set foot on a board in real life even after all that you're going to fall on your ass yeah repeatedly <laughs> yeah i mean you can gravity be a, you don't learn from the book you can be a black physics. belt in karate but never be in a fight the first mm-hmm. time you're in a street fight probably not going to work out very good necessarily yeah, yeah maybe maybe not especially i mean yeah and that's a whole other thing because a, a lot of martial arts now are more geared towards competition than they are towards actual you know real world self-defense so not all of them but although judo and jiu-jitsu if you're if you're rolling and fighting on a mat you're probably gonna do just fine on the you street. should be into jiu-jitsu if you're if you want to learn to protect yourself is what i've fucking learned in mm-hmm. this world like that is the superior the mma fighters are showing us what the superior jiu-jitsu fighting and style boxing is. probably the best too yeah. and actually if you have a background in wrestling that's a great base to start with yeah but knowing five percent more than a judo, normal judo is just a form of wrestling more or less with with throwing with well, a lot yeah, of throwing wrestling too. throwing and fucking pressure locks and chokes <laughs> yeah i got choked out a lot in judo <laughs> that's a, i spent a lot of my youth getting choked it was pretty funny actually my my sensei used to tell all the people that were new he'd, he'd be he'd say make sure that you go pee before class because if you get, choke the if you get you. choked out and and you piss on my mat you're cleaning it up <laughs> well i mean i say it's not a good moment i don't I say wrestling's a good base because it's good for takedowns and stuff like that and, and actually understand ground competition but the rules are so different i mean you don't want to get on your back in wrestling where in judo and jujitsu jujitsu mostly you i mean you defend you can from defend back, from yeah. your back yeah. You know, I mean, how can you defend yourself as your, if your face is in the ground? You really can't very well. Dude, you've been in more fights than most people will ever dream of. Like, how often do you even get to think about any kind of move that you ever use? Like, what's the... Well, that's the whole point is well, you practicing t- enough to where it just becomes natural or you see the you see the opening for it and you're like, oh, I know what to do here. Yeah. And it just kind of clicks. And I was not, I was never some great ground fighter. I, I mean, I, I'm okay. But you, there's you, a lot of guys. You spend a lot of time in the gym, though. Yeah, compared I, I to somebody a lot that of time doesn't, to, that's a big difference. I spend a lot of time getting my ass kicked in the gym. <laughs> but for somebody that doesn't know how to fight at all. on the road, is yeah. really what happened. Yeah, well, that that kind of extrapolates into the the premise that we're exploring here, because the experience is the thing that counts the most across the board, and and it to the point where you've had enough repetitive experience that whatever the thing is becomes more of a reactionary extension of you than something that you consciously think about and that's how you that's how you gain a degree of mastery over anything i mean i can i can parlay that into my experience with learning an instrument you know like playing guitar i'm not i'm not when i play a song that i know that i've played hundreds of times i'm not thinking about Oh, what's the next chord? Oh, this is the chord I'm playing. Right. This is the strumming pattern. It just comes out of me mm-hmm. because of re- repetitive experience. You Repetition know? creates muscle yeah. memory. Yep. And so there's the the philosophical point that this is all leading up to because that's all. I mean, when you examine it, it's like we well, yeah, had no shit. You know, like mm-hmm. like the old Clint Eastwood quote: "Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face." You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> Which is really true. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but and it's not to say that <laughs> learning about things and visualizing them 
isn't good to do because it is. It's very valuable, and yeah. it could be part of like a meditative process too. But but the data bears out that experience is by far the more weighty side of the equation when it comes to becoming skillful in a certain thing, and the the philosophy that this book I'm reading was trying to drive home was that we are living in a world where things are being designed so that we don't have to have raw experience with them any more than we absolutely have to you know so like uh, cars would be a good example old cars cars that i like i favor them for this reason old cars you feel everything that's happening you can hear the shit that's happening there's, there's a lot of mechanical elements involved you know mm-hmm. you can feel kind of smell the, what's you happening can, if the if the rotor got overheated and is warped you can feel that in the pedal when you push the brakes kind of shit you know you can you can hear the actual sound of the engine then you fast forward to a lot of modern especially luxury cars it's everything's being fed to you through a series of sensors and like even i think is bmw and a few other manufacturers are doing this now on their cars that are so well sound insulated and they run so quietly they're piping in fake car noises through your your speakers and it's like that's all of that is kind of eroding your ability to gain experience from from the thing and actually become skillful at it so it's actually all these things and you talk about the safety features too like auto braking uh, when it senses something in front of you and all that kind of shit it basically gives people permission to become less engaged in the experience and therefore they never really become skillful at it and they become more lax in it and it creates more harm than it prevents I see this as one of the negatives of video games all right, well, we're done talking about Yeah, that's, that. that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not because you're right. Uh, no. no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't, it's not a right or wrong. I, I'm saying it, it can be a negative on, on yeah. video games, yeah. for sure. Well, I think it's just, I, I think uh, the, main, the main point that this book was trying to make was that um, it's, it's not necessarily an anti-technology statement. It's just that you you can't allow or you should you would be unwise to allow technology uh to rob you of the desire to actually go and experience things you know well, like play a video game but if something really attracts you in there like wow that's a really beautiful landscape go find some yeah. of that in real life yeah, you know exactly. like that type of shit totally but look at what's happened just in in american life in general since the industrial revolution i mean so many things because of different technologies our lives have become much easier yeah way easier so when there's some sort of catastrophe or the power goes out for a few days nobody knows what the fuck to do they genuinely don't know what to do because they've never had to do it before they never even thought about it because everything is kind of just handed to you in life as far as that goes you had an interesting we all experienced the power outage for well we have a really great power company where I live but uh, and that never loses power 14 days my dick. over here dude 14 days <laughs> yeah so I, you I was, came back from the yeah. woods and saw to like people basically run around like cavemen dude we were Losing fucked up fucking minds and I didn't I'm like yeah, I haven't had power the whole time I've been gone <laughs> like, <laughs> you know you could hold it down a little better than this guys come on <laughs> but you went home to like fucking what's going on and it's like well we're cooking shit in the bathtub now and fucking we got no. I mean people are so yeah I come back to find out people are so worried about you know they couldn't get on their phones 
whether for emergency purposes, but probably Facebook. That was well, really a thousand. Everybody's issue. life is on their phone now. So, I mean, you know. their businesses, but, their uh, kids. You know, but it wasn't then. I mean, it really wasn't as much then when that happened. I mean, that was seven, eight 14, years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. So, no. Yeah, about seven years ago yeah, when yeah. that happened. Yeah. I, I did actually pretty fine during that. Like, I was, my neighborhood was without power for among the longest of uh, neighborhoods in Spokane, as I understand it. We went two weeks right before Thanksgiving. Like, I think my power came back on the day of Thanksgiving. <laughs> but but uh, I, I mean, I had a fireplace in my house at the time, so I just, like, hung up blankets over entryways to and windows to, like, insulate the room and lit a fire and stayed toasty warm. Read some books. And then, like, I was like, well, I kind of need a bath, so I heated up water over fire and till I had enough to fill the tub enough to get clean and I had a nice warm bath. I mean, there's and, a lot of people, you know, though, like, that it, it blows my mind. They've never used anything but a microwave. Yeah. Like, and they understand that one, they can just push one button and that means a minute and this one means two minutes and this one's three minutes. So if they've got 11 minutes, they can't figure out they got to actually type in 11 minutes. 11, one, one, zero, zero. That's, you know, and then that goes out. They're like, I don't know how to use the oven. Right. Like, I mean, we're talking, and the oven in itself is quite an invention, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So step up from a log. Yeah, the, the more the the more technology. Yes, technology. There's good, but there's always an unintended consequence, and 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 I think that it. Uh, we don't know what we're be doing. Detrimental to life. No, we're just making shit happen. Yeah, we're like, well, let's try this. Do people like this? Oh fuck, make a billion of them. Oh, they don't like a billion. All right, put half a billion of them in a fucking in some place. Bury them with the ET video game, and we'll start of, over again. This is a lot of why I think it's so important to go out and put yourself in uncomfortable situations on a regular basis, just in case some shit some asteroid hits and it's like you managed to be alive it's like nothing else just for just for the mental (laughs) damn it i'm alive just just so you can mentally go okay something bad's going on here i've been in bad situations before how did i handle those okay now how am i going to handle this and you may not really have an answer but at least you might feel a little less panicked what do you say perfectly illustrates the the point that i was talking about you know it's just like if you if you do that intentionally then you actually have some experience to apply to it if it should come up unexpectedly. What do you say to people that are critics of like the bug out bag world and the, this kind of stuff, the, the, the kind of paranoia? Oh, like I'm not p- going to your funeral, <laughs> generally. <laughs> right. I just think they're far but, too far too comfortable. Like I don't know, I don't understand how anybody could feel that degree of assurance in their security in in any society. I mean, if history is an able teacher, every society crumbles eventually. I remember people in San Francisco making fun of people like that. I'm like, you should have a bag ready to run the fuck out of your city because it's on a fucking fault line. I couldn't. I lived there for a while and I couldn't believe that I mean, mentality. It's, it's become a platitude now, but it's true. It's better to have it and not need it than yeah. need it and not have it. You but, know? And it, t- it's not, it doesn't take a ton of effort to throw together a decent bug out bag. No. But most like, people are so dependent on the services that are so readily available to them that they couldn't even fathom what they would, would have to do to do that. Yeah. And they don't well, take the There are a lot of people out. that would just rather bite the dust if that happens, too. Like, they're like, I don't want to have to live yeah. in a world right. where I can't go to shit. fucking Starbucks yeah. every day. I'd rather fucking die anyway. And, and, yeah. can you, and that's kind of true. Can yeah. we flip it a little bit, though? Doesn't it seem like on, a, on one level, we, what a society, our ancestors and the people that have kept this shit, or the, the geniuses of our fucking species, what a society we've built to where people feel comfortable enough to where they're like i don't see the weakness in this this is gonna this is strong and i'd i'd rather go down with the ship i think than the pendulum just swung it just swung 
too far to one side. I don't, does it make us weaker? Does it make it, us? It absolutely. does. It does make us weaker. I think, and I think that we could we could stand. And I don't know if I want to speak for the reasonableness party on this, but it doesn't seem unreasonable to me that we could stand to fucking take the bumpers off the lane a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, so I want to make the road safer. Here's, Shaden. Here's I want to heat no, them here's up. A, here's a, them here's up. an interesting statistic about that. Actually, roads that are narrow and windy and have shittily painted lines and not very many signs have far fewer traffic related accidents than roads that are very well maintained that might be because they have a far fewer amount of traffic on it as well, well so this was this was this, and they also just the, disappear into a precipice the main as they study on this was uh, in poland you guys can look it up but it's that sounds it, it's, in, it's in poland and the whole the prevailing idea about it was that without without that feeling of like oh i'm pretty safe i've got all this stuff looking out for me without that feeling people slow the fuck down they pay more attention and it, that makes sense and, and it creates sure. fewer this fewer is you said europe you know right yeah I think europe, it was, i'm yeah. pretty sure it's poland yeah. okay but yeah. it's been done other places like too. autobahn and stuff like that yeah, yeah i think they just have a little bit more yeah I, i'd be and curious it's, to it's see. people are just simply more engaged in the experience so there's just not this like there's not this false sense of security where they're just like oh it'll be fine and i feel that way about society too people are just like oh well i don't know all this shit's handled for me so it'll be fine i don't really have to pay too much attention to it like if we take away just a little bit of that or just lean it more towards like well you have to pay attention or something bad will happen mm -hmm. you know I, then then i think that would be good for people yeah. and i like i like comfort just like anybody else does. I like my hot showers and my electricity and, and you know, gasoline and chainsaws and stuff like that. But I also want... That's fun to take that I also nature, am right? trying to take my life and get rid of a lot of amenities that we have because I want to... Be, I, I think it will it'll enrich my life as as an animal and, and as in ex existing and get, and bring me closer to nature and what, what we really... What I feel what more what we're meant to be. You're so an animal, Ricky. I, so that's what I'm seeking. I don't know what that... What's that? It's a movie quote. Oh. <laughs> you both looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it feels like something I thought I for know. sure that would land in, with you guys, but... Oh, okay. I feel like it does, but I just am a stupid... Somebody, somebody out there had my back on that one. Shout it out. I know you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm taking my life. Is another, Grizzly Adams. Another direction because... But with chainsaws. I think that... Yeah. I, well, there's things that I... I'm like, okay, I don't want to live without fuel. I yeah. don't want to live without some power tools. I like having vehicles. Those are nice. Living smart in the woods sounds like fucking cool. But a lot of day-to-day -day stuff, I, you know, I would rather go harvest my own meat. You know, it'd be great if I can figure out how to actually have a decent garden in the mountains. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But, hmm. uh, you know, I'd like to self-sustain more than I am now. More, uh, chickens, baby. With things more readily available, yeah, chickens would be great. With things more readily available, I think that it makes me lesser of the human animal that I'm supposed to be, and, and I want to seek that for my own fulfillment. You know? All right. So I think I like society because it gives you the comfort of uh, being able to delve, and you can do this in the woods too. But there's something about society working on problems together that I do like: philosophical problems, moral problems. Yeah, again, you can do that on your own in the woods, but there's something about big cities too. Like a lot of the intellectual movements of history have been in like hubs, mm -hmm. and now all these cities are so big that there's hubs in every. Seattle has a hub of thinkers that hang out and yeah. fuck around and musicians and there's stuff. There's definitely there. something to be said for your mental bandwidth. You know, I mean, it's like it's good to put yourself in situations where all of your 
mental energy is going towards, okay, what's the shit I need to get done so that I can continue to survive? There's huge value to that. But there's also a huge value to create, All that's done you know, mutually creating you. an environment that frees up that mental energy so long as you choose to put it somewhere else. But that's that's where, like you're saying, tons of great thinkers came out of, you know, things things that leaped us forward as a species came out of, like, not having to worry about that shit every single yeah. day. Giving yourself, you know? not having, to de- sorry, not having to deal with scarcity does prove to be, for certain groups of people, very beneficial to the lot of us. Yeah. You know, if, if you're an inventor and you don't have to worry about food and shit like that because you can go to the store and you've made enough money with your little business or whatever that is beneficial to humans if you make a widget that decades and decades later people will use that's that's because of that leisure time that society has built and yeah. i know, think i just don't think you should have one to the exclusion of the other i agree way, i i'm you know? like i yeah. think it's always good to have a nice balance of stuff like i respect the way that you look at it jeff where you're you're I call you Grizzly Adams, but like you're going to be out there with the chainsaw and stuff. But I respect the shit out of that. I think that's like the yeah, perfection I, of I th- a kind of way to live on the earth. I think people misunderstand. Like it's not that I hate technology and, and, and the comforts of, of life. I just think that the way that I view the world, I'm going to be more enriched doing things on my own. It's kind of like your grocery store through. You love to have, you You think it's great that people bring you groceries. I just want to spend my time in other places. And, and, that, and that's cool. Yeah. But to me, I just view it differently for myself. Right. I like to tease you about it, but the reality is I, I do understand the perspective that you come from. I have an 18 hour day job. And, and I yeah. totally get it. But I, love it. Um, but I I would rather have that struggle of getting food. I'd rather have an 18 hour day job I love. Right. <laughs> That's <enough>. all. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I respect that you want to go to the store and use that as a and the, as some sort of part of your life. And uh, the other thing it too is, part is of our lives. where I'm going, I mean, it is that community that that we talk about living in those smaller communities. And with 500 people, you can be the biggest asshole in town, but guess what? If you've got a problem, people are going to step up and help you and in general that asshole is probably going to step up and help somebody else because that's what the community's doing because up there you most of the time that's all you have is that community so they regularly come together and work on solving problems for their community because it's only 500 people that's beautiful which i think yeah, is yeah. amazing and that doesn't human. mean that everybody gets along and it doesn't have its problems because it does that's as old as human beings could possibly be that's what that is I mean, small town shit is basically tribes, right? Mm-hmm. Big tribes. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So big fam- it's like six, eight families, ten families. That's yeah. what those Besides things are. Besides the fact, just the amount of entertainment that I like. It's, I mean, there's entertainment for me every day, every season, every month. Something different is like something new and different that I get to engage with Mother Nature mm-hmm. and learn new shit. And I have a ton to learn. I'm not going to go up there thinking I'm fucking... Billy Bob, badass in the woods. I have a lot right. to learn. Nature I have a little bit of knowledge and education, but comparatively to what I'm going to need, I don't have dick, but I'm excited to learn it. That's a mm-hmm. great attitude to take. So hopefully Mother Nature will respect that and not fuck you up. But yeah. Little <laughs> little thing about small towns as someone who grew up in one. If you were born there, the dating pool is very small. <laughs> right. I imagine it's like, oh, the jeans. Like, you're just Keep like crushing apart. on this girl in middle school, and then you find out that your cousin is yeah. like, God damn it, mm-hmm. you're a huser? No. <laughs> well, you're, you're going back in the genealogy, like, how far, cousin? Damn it. Yeah. I, mean, I, am bringing the, I am bringing the hottest girl in town with me. I understand, you know, that every guy is probably going to want a piece of my girl. 
That's okay. I'm, 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 I'm ready for the competition. That doesn't bother me. It's you, like, you can walk I'll around that right. town happily with an axe on one hand. <laughs> is, that, is, that that scene in, uh, is that scene in uh, The Two Towers? Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Absolutely. A little crude, but or, funny. Or Diablo. <laughs> fresh meat. Yeah, yeah fresh meat. <laughs> I scared the shit out of my roommate in college. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's from Diablo, the video game. Fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> With really creepy ass, like satanic music and yeah. sounds of caves and Nerd shit. shit Diablo. Nerd shit. That if you heard in real life, you'd be scared too it's if you heard of Catholic it. mythology, man. It's cool. No shit. I, I really do like Dante. People and, get mad when you say that, when I say that. Catholic mythology. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> mythology. <laughs> some, all the okay, other sorry. all the other religions are mythology. Ours is not. <laughs> Ours is okay. real. It's that's, the real one. It's amazing. Your parents knew the, the out of all the six thousand religions, you were born to the parents that had the right one. Amazing. How did that happen? That's so amazing. What are the coincidences? Real talk. What though, are the odds? I think Catholic mythology is so fucking cool. It is. Like, I love the fucking archetypes in Catholic mythology. Dude, well, they borrowed from some interesting Roman stuff, mm. which the Romans borrowed from the Greeks, and the Greeks borrowed from the Sumerians, and go back to it's crazy shit. So, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it's aliens. It's all aliens, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we uh, did we do we satiate the uh, thirst for the planning versus reality? We kind of went off. We went to loop de loop land. I'm on eternally one. thirsty. Well, that in general, <laughs> and, I mean, you try to make a plan for anything, which you should, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't just make a plan. You should have plan A, plan B, plan C, and you know what? You're probably going to end up doing a variation of all three to get accomplished what you want accomplished, and it really doesn't matter. A and whole you'll lot still have to improvise. Yeah. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying? saying. The first casualty of war is the plan. <laughs> well, that's a good saying. True. I would say so. Everything in my life, like I write scripts, and then and the things never follow the scripts. Uh, we have life plans and goals for ourselves, like and just arrived every time we map out an episode, and then we're like, "Whoa, yeah. how did that get in there? <laughs> Where did it's that okay go? To just have an idea, but understand it's probably not going to work yeah. out that way." Yeah, and and be okay. Uh, but I think that's how you get to. That's how you define your your mission, is by making a plan. Yeah, and and it then, helps to bounce it off yeah. of where you are. You know, it's like, am I close to where I thought I'd be? It's like projections. It's in business. Like you want a business plan, and you want to follow your business plan, but it will move. It will. You will have to adjust your business plan constantly. Really, it's not necessarily that the goal line keeps moving. It's just how you're going to get to that goal line. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, do that with your damn life. Wait, what are we talking about? Damn it! (laughs) All right, this one is really interesting, Shaden. I don't even know how to introduce it. But are you trying to convince me of that, or yes, I'm trying to convince (laughs) everyone. This one's really interesting, Shaden. I don't like (laughs) it at all. I don't fucking like it because you came up with it. Oh, it's one of mine. Yeah, great. So now you take back what you said. You want to? Okay, not at all. (laughs) Regret zero. Zero percent regret. No, this is engineering autism, and this is an interesting topic, and we're gonna. Yeah. We're going to delve into this one. Yeah. Okay. So this, not psychologists, not, you know, experts. This stemmed but. from, uh, I know everything about everything. So <laughs> I just take my word for I it. Totally They're like, Zach, why, why did you, we didn't tune in because we though. think you're psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this all stemmed from a, once again, a study that I was perusing the abstract of. And it put forth that there are a number of things in our current society that are actually engineering forms of autism in people and and exploiting them afterwards and the prime example that they gave was uh digital slot machines in casinos Mm -hmm. because they did a they polled and interviewed a bunch of people that would be considered uh gambling addicts 
like people that just go and spend every spare coin that they have and then some sitting and punching slots mm -hmm. and almost unanimously all of them said it's not about winning money for me which blows gamblers minds so right. the, the, yeah right as, a, as, as, a, as an extremely casual gambler yes, i'm like what isn't that the point <laughs> yeah like, ultra for, casino you, for you put in money you try to get out more money and then and then that's the dopamine so really they're but, paying the casino for comfort well essentially yeah so the 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 prevailing theory in this study was that it the act of pushing the button and getting a reliable result ding, ding, ding. which is the reels rolling and stopping and then something happening and right. then all the all the all that's required of you is input and Very so it takes input, so yeah. it takes all of the chaos and all of the decision making that's required of you in life and it dials it down to this one simple binary action press the button see result I wonder assess it and then and then repeat. I wonder how many air traffic controller people are the ones that spend their weekends there because they're like, God, I have so much responsibility. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And they're just like, I just want to push a button. Go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sir, you lost a lot of. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I make a lot right. of money. Yeah. I have a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I just want to relax. Sorry, I don't know any. Could I don't, be. Could I don't be. know if that's true, but I it, it seems like the, one of the most stressful I'd, jobs I'd on earth. Probably buy it if you were selling it. But, <laughs> Hopefully, but, just computers are doing everything now, but, and they're right. just like, "Oh, the computers are the fritz." <laughs> they're like, "No, air traffic control. All I do is just push a button." <laughs> <laughs> it is a casino, Zach. You don't know shit. <laughs> but so the they they went on to say that you know because like these these gambling addicts were they all talked about something called uh getting into the zone right which mm -hmm. is just like which is when you can automaticity uh, yeah it's automaticity where you're just like okay yes click yes click yes mm -hmm. click yes and it, it 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 is a form of uh like repetitive action is is um when you start looking into different forms of autism something that's a very common theme is simple repetitive action you know rocking back and forth or uh, verbal verbal sayings that are repeated in in succession, and the the reason for that apparently is because it's the same thing. It takes it takes all of the all the chaos that and all of the stimulus and all the shit that's being demanded of you, and it boils it down to just one simple binary thing mm -hmm. like rock forward, rock back. Rock this is forward, really making sense. Back, you know? and it's like, is this making sense to you, Joe? <clears throat> this sounds fucking so, and then, intuitive. And then they said if you start looking for that, you start seeing it in life all over the place in Facebook. society especially western society but yeah like social, social media, media it is, is a casino and, and, it is you know tiktok any any anything pick one anything that you scroll through it's scroll observe get result scroll mm -hmm. observe get dopamine result. little bit of dopamine yeah and it's and it and Showtime. you know so you start getting into fucking that doom scrolling thing yeah. that we were talking about or it's just like i'm just gonna scroll myself into oblivion because all this shit out here is stressing me out and i just want to boil it down to something that i have one job in and i feel like i have some agency in and and we're kind of being fed upon yeah. by that and, well, it, we're the and product. It, i think it would be foolish to assume that the people that are engineering this shit for us aren't aware of this little bit of psychology it would be foolish for sure right yeah so i think my whole point above everything else and bringing it up aside from the fact that it's clinically interesting is that we're selling tinfoil hats at <laughs> scatcast.com merch store yeah <laughs> 
but uh, is is that it's just to to make people aware of it because like the more you start looking for it the more you go oh fuck i'm getting played Mm -hmm. it's amazing to see that the ceos and the presidents and vice presidents of these companies that have social media don't allow their children to be on it the the vice president and president of apple and steve jobs were like yeah they get 30 minutes a week or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like you made that for not your kids. Yeah. What? Who does that? This w- groundbreaking thing, and your kids don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know data that we don't know. Yeah. You know studies that we don't know. I'll yeah. tell you, with having kids in my life now, I will fight tooth and nail for as long as I can. Yeah. Well, Especially if it's going to be up to me. I mean, they're going to be until it's absolutely required in their life. Uh, they can stay find the studies like just it's like refute this study i mean you have a a very loving and smart partner so i think the conversation's probably already like phones are but the problem is that it really is easy to say that as parents like i know that there's there's listeners right now that have kids that are like uh peer pressure remember that guys remember how devastating that was every day of that of your life as a kid mm-hmm. that's as a parent you don't want your kids to suffer for a second but the thing is here's the argument against that like as of now if there's no cell phone in your house those kids get bullied at school and wherever they go socially where the kids are and as soon as they come in the house as long as they have a good safe house environment it's done unless they're on the computer or whatever but the cell phone remains like they're not bullied by social media. The moment you give them a cell phone at 13, 14 years old, you open them up to being bullied 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And good luck dealing with that as a parent. We have no idea what to do with that because yeah. most of us are too old to have dealt with that as a, as a youth. So we're we're being bullied by 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds in our chat rooms and on our fucking posts and stuff. But that's not the same as like taking a schoolyard bully who followed you home and the door shut and he followed you inside basically despite the door sat in your room all night yeah so i know that they're they're getting the peer pressure from the kids and stuff but that argument to me is like fuck it's not a you're damned if you do if you're damned if you don't it's not an argument in my world right it makes more sense it's just not gonna happen good yeah Yeah. good for you well it's kind of like if 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 there's damage down either road then you just Pick the least. Pick the least amount of damage. Your kids will yeah. thank you in the future. I know they, they, yeah, they yeah, will. Yeah, if you genuinely want, want to protect your children, yeah. then don't give them the access to the things that are going to hurt them. Our son, such is, as our son has thanked phone. us for letting it. I mean, also, the smartphones didn't really fucking... It merged right at his age. Right. But it would be like if everybody had a flask at school. <laughs> like, if that was normal. I know it sounds ridiculous, but, I mean... Is, is it any is it any less no, harmful? Is right. it opening them up to a whole whole lot of less risk? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it is. You know, offhand, it's, it's easy like, to so scoff like, at. But yeah, so if you're the so. if you're the one if you're the one who's like, no, I think uh, I don't think my child needs to be drinking every day at school and then drinking more when they come home just because they're going to school to. with a hangover every day, just because if I don't let them do that, they get made fun of. It's like, well, okay. Well, like, you know what? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do my best but, for them and help them to develop thick skin and and good good uh, you know essence of self, and I'll just ride through their displeasure with them right. on it. But how about this? Adding to the layers, like social structure comes from cell phones now too. In a lot of the schools, Snapchat's huge in like certain sure. age groups for this. Yeah. Their Snap score means a lot. We've talked about this in the past. Your friendships dwindle. 
uh, your ability, your chances of having friendships as a 13, 14, 15 year old without a cell phone, you're knowing about what people are going to go do goes yeah. away. So there's this thing that you're kind of grappling with where it's like multifaceted and the pressure the kids put the parents on is so not easy as a fucking to sit. I mean, I watched it happen. I was part of it. I was like, holy shit. I'm f like, and we didn't know the studies either. We didn't know that Facebook was going to be, I didn't know that they were going to be able to bully them in ways that like starting a, a fake account with your son on it and turning, putting it on web pages, some random place. And then he knows about it and then talk all sorts of weird shit where you're like, that's gotta be affecting him in a weird way. Yeah. And I have no idea as a well, parent how to fucking relate. Realistically at a certain point, you're just not going to be able to stop it. Right, you know? know, like, like it's like go to school. Oh, Becky doesn't have a phone, but I have uh, an old phone that she can use with Wi-Fi and just hide. I'll just give it to her. And I want her to be included in our all. Cool our thing about a parent, you get to you go know, through your right. kid's shit and check for stuff like that, yeah. and you should. Yeah, I, I understand. But, but I understand. you understand my point. It's like it's like saying my child will not have sex until they're twenty-one. It's like good fucking luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah stop finding sex. Is like sex and a phone are, are, are not in the same argument. I don't think. But part of the social it is social it is a gateway to the social world so but another reason part. of going to where i'm going to go and have children there is there's a lot of places up there phones don't work anyway yeah. so it's not as big of a deal I, I am going back 20 years in time essentially i mean they just got wireless internet up there like two years ago so i mean it's that far back right but isn't the i understand it's going to grow sorry but isn't the answer just talking to your kids before they get to that age where it's like it is, but kids kind of listen to their parents for I sure. But that. if you spend a lot, I, you're right. This is all same kind of thing. But if I could go back in time and do it a little different than the way I did with the two kids that I got to do this with, I would have said some things like, I, "I wish I would have had the data that we have now. If I could have had the Instagram data that's out there on the the multiple studies that are showing what a detriment it is to my daughter in particular. Said everyone ever. I know. <laughs> right. But now we have it. So these parents that have 14 year olds or 12 year olds or 10 year olds, it's like, and they're getting that pressure where the kids, there's the cool kid that has the, at eight, that's had a cell phone and he's really worldly and shit. And you yeah. want, I want to be worldly. Mom, help. You know, when your kids start smoking pot at 14, you're like, you know, I understand you want to smoke pot. That's, yeah, I mean, you'd be like, yeah, I smoke pot too. But here's the thing. No way. You need to wait till you're older because your frontal lobe isn't developed yet. And there is actual scientific proof that it can affect your your maturity. Yeah, I had and, that conversation with my I mean, son, so it's sure. a real thing. So, yeah. But are your kids going to listen? As, as a cunt who has no experience with raising children, I'm just a keen observer. I think that the really key part in all of this is not so much exerting dictatorial control, although there is an element of that to parenting. I mean, it's like you have to have a, you have to be able to have authority and be like, no, or yes, you know, but you have to have hard but, boundaries and soft. But boundaries. I think that, I think that the more important thing in this whole equation is, uh, creating an expectation, offering a reason for the expectation and then fostering an environment that backs up what you say. You know, it's like if they, if I, I commend any child who tries to circumvent the rules under which they exist. I think that's a good quality. I think so know? too. Like yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't seek to squash that, but as a parent, it's your job. But to every try. time it gets <laughs> circumvented, you bet your ass, I would make it more difficult to do it again. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, if this is a skill you're going to cultivate game on, <laughs> you know, and it's, and, but, but the, no whole time, the, rock. the whole time continue to make it clear. Look, I'm not doing this for no reason. This is why. You don't have to agree with me. You're my kid, so you're living in my house, and we do it a certain way. 
you can buck me all you want, but I'll fight you back. You know? but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm learning. You you set your boundaries, and the kids are going to slam into that wall yeah. as hard as they can to try to break through it. And there's those boundaries that you just like. You can fight me as long as you want. I am not moving on this one. But maybe I set a boundary where they're slamming against it, and then I'm kind of like, you know, how important is it? Sometimes you have to reevaluate the boundaries that you have, mm-hmm. and say, okay, well you're at this stage in your life where maybe it's a reasonable that I can loosen up on this boundary a little bit just to see what you're going to do with it. And then if I have to reset that boundary just a little bit further out, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But that's all a learning process and it depends on the child, depends on the parent, depends on the circumstances all the time. But this electronics shit is a very strong boundary for me because again, going home to home to home and dealing with all the problems that these kids have uh, because of technology, it's like uh, you're talking about doing your police career. Yeah, yeah doing yeah. your police. I mean, all. I mean, it's been used super the, irresponsibly by a, a, a by lot everybody. Of folk. Yeah, so, I would say everybody, but a lot of folk. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, in the situations that I was, Every, was to a person in your situation, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, Can we steal man this though? Let's let's look at like what are kids missing out at a young age using a cell phone nothing or because it's not going to be a cell phone forever like this is going well, in our brains this is know, going in our bodies i think a, there's an argument to be form. made uh, to a certain extent of they're going to be entering a massively interconnected world yep. sooner or later mm-hmm. and if they don't get some degree of preparation for that then they're going to be not only starting out at, at a disadvantage mm-hmm. in that regard but they're also going to be fucking blindsided by if it. If you've yeah, got the time too. to sit and monitor the child the whole time then they're, that they're there, good for you, and, and I understand that. But if you don't, a child doesn't have the maturity to handle right. the access at their fingertips. Dude, Most adults don't have the fucking maturity right. to do it. Dude, we're taking away their childhood. The, the sooner we give them access to the internet, the sooner we say, we're, you're done being a kid, because yep. here's a whole bunch of super complicated things that you're going to have to navigate. And and we're okay. as so many more and more, our people are okay with that, like yeah. And I don't know if it's because we're not thinking about it or if it's like like it is the future. The future is us kind of cyborgy, and we want that. I, I guess. think it's a multifaceted <coughs> thing, but I think a part of it is definitely we're that we're dealing with a, a generation or two that were robbed of their childhood, and so they're like, "Won't well, pay it forward," like fucking oh shit. <laughs> Okay. You know, maybe maybe not consciously, but they're just like, well, fuck, you get to be a kid until you're not, and then Austin Levisa childhood, that's, How, them's the breaks, kid. If the, if you, you know? can, I mean, there, I can't think of an instance where a cell phone is. Or I really what I'm talking about is access to the internet. I mean, the phone part, I don't give a shit about, but it's the access to the internet that these little computers that you have now. There's nothing that a child needs it so bad that it's going to create if they don't have it that they're going to be in danger or it, or it's going to save their life they they just don't need it right you know i can show them all kinds of other things that don't require a computer that can help you be safe and save your life they're well, called re- books realistically <laughs> i think i think a wise approach in my opinion is to develop a degree of mastery yourself over the technology so that you can manipulate it in ways that it's safer for your children to interact with it. Like you don't have to be a tech guru to institute some really robust tools into a kid's phone or computer right. to where they're they're regulated to the point where it's like you're not missing out 
but you're also like literally your access to the internet shuts off at this time every day and, and your access to the internet will not allow you to do a b c and d just like and given the TV. go ahead and try and circumvent it with vpns and, and right. other devices that you brought home i already planned for that shit right you can you do it this is just, just like when we gave kids a half hour research. tv right that was the thing but it's different now right uh, it's not TV. It's a different kind of medium. But TV exists within the internet and within social media. You're watching short videos well, I, and stuff. I'm, TikTok is to be videos. something that that we like. That we know that happens to be uh, something that is kind of incorporated. The kids actually used to. There was a TV on all the time, and part of that was my fault because I had a TV on to sleep to at night because it would or during the day because of blackout noise. Right. And the, I noticed the TV was on all the time, and it, it was pretty easy to. Get the kids tucked in, and you know they had a TV in their room, and turn the TV on. They'd fall asleep to it. I'm like, why are we doing that to our kids? That's terrible. I hate doing it as an adult. Right. You know, even now it's like, no, we'll do story time, wind down. You guys can watch a little show. It's generally educational. For and I'll leave it on for a half hour because you know the kids have a bunk bed. They're gonna play and dink around for a little bit. But that at a half hour, the TV goes off. Okay, now it's now it's real tuck-in time. So really, what ends up happening is I go to bed earlier than normal to get the wind down time. I'll let them enjoy a little show. But if I keep that thing on, they'll be up for hours, right? So because they won't go to sleep and they're not getting quality sleep. Yeah. And so now it's shut off. It's bedtime. It's dark, and they wake up happier. Right. You know, they. I got a question for you guys. Uh, So when. Oral tradition was the way that we kept history for a long time, that we entertained ourselves and told stories. And then the written word came. We, we hammered shit into stone, and then the printing press came. And the people that invented the printing press were getting—they got a lot of shit because they're like, "Ah, fucking, we're we're not going to memorize shit anymore. We're, all the oral tradition is going to die." And then they're like, ah, whatever. And who knows? Maybe that's what happened. Our memories aren't as good as Plato and Socrates and the people before him and Aristotle. And then, you know, the printing press was made and we made books and, and we had decades and centuries of books and people love books. <laughs> and that's sure the knowledge there were came people that were like, don't don't let your children get their hands on books. Exactly. Like, they could be getting anything into their brains. Exactly. <laughs> well, Harry Potter <laughs> no, still no books in my house. Not for my children. There's a lot of books that I lock them like. in the study. <laughs> but then then radio came and radio was like, fucking what? They're just going to say it to you. You have to read it. Reading is engaging your brain in another way. This is just, in, they invade your brain and there was all these arguments. And then radio became a thing and people were like, fuck yeah, radio's kind of cool. And then TV came and they're like, holy fuck. Yeah. You can see their dumb faces and it changed who became popular and famous and it became, you know, the cars went away because they didn't look like the fucking, but you know, the, about the bangles. The, but think about the increments of time between all but, those things that you just highlighted. It went from very wide increments of time to increasingly shorter increments of time and I think that's where a lot oh, of the damage is, is coming Absolutely. from you know because it's like technology at a certain point was progressing at a rate that was digestible for for the general population where it was just like okay we can acclimate to the radio and, right. and, and then wrap our heads around it and, and use it in production. No, radio and, and TV were close you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah but then but then uh, yeah but then the the distance between radio and TV and then and then TV home computers did, yeah. and then the internet as an augmentation to that and now we're like into virtual reality and, AI and artificial and intelligence and, and yeah. shit and all that's been like a, a lot of what I just said other than you in know TVs lifetime. existed when I was born but everything else has been in my fucking lifetime yeah. and I'm not that old right <laughs> yeah, my, my question the reason sorry the reason why I've said it that way it was like 
I'm just trying to steal man the other side. Yeah. Are we having the same argument? Because, and it's there's some argument to be made that we did lose the oral tradition and the storytelling and the memory that came from the past intellectuals. Yeah, I think it's a valid argument. And you know, did we lose something with the TV taking over the books and the and maybe radio, but books mainly? Uh, and are we losing something? But you know. And we're contributing because we're sitting here podcasting. I don't, I don't, I don't know how <laughs> right. this steel man's it, an argument for having those things. I know. Well, I mean, is it? Did we lose something with TV when we ha- only had radio and print? Did of we course. Lo- the question really is: Did we lose did, more than we gained? Right. I guess that. Yeah, you're right. So it's a trade-off. Yeah. Uh, was the trade-off more beneficial to more people with TV? I think it's better to see to see things with your own eyes, but it's also more confusing. Like people see snippets and take you know, destroy it all, things. It all comes down to how you interact with it. Yeah. You know, which is so that's. I guess that's my question. Is like, have we? Well, that's what you just answered. We have a society is, that's so up in arms about uh, tra- uh basically predators for children how the fuck do you think they do it right using the internet but they did it before without the internet but not at the, more, not di- at more the uh, abundant amounts it's definitely more they prolific are and i mean it's more population too so some of that's more population but yeah. they also have access to the whole world to do it but we also have uh thanks to the internet we also know in our neighborhoods who the people are that are dangerous because they have just those the ones that were caught right for sure, but that helps. That's certainly a helpful, although maybe not helpful. Who knows if they, it doesn't keep up to date, if it's just a facade of something that works. It is. <laughs> we'll have to talk I'm, about I'm that in the you future. You know, I, I know you know because you've got the insight. Please bring that up in the future and we'll talk about it. Um, all right. <laughs> Engineering autism. Well, we. Yeah. Well, people get touchy too when you say, when you, when you make claims like, you know, involving autism because it's like in, in yeah. autism has become a spectrum of things autism has become like almost trendy at this point which is a little bit distressing it to is me. Yeah. no it was it it, it's just like uh bipolar uh in in uh teenagers in the 90s that's totally it, it, it i mean there really was a 400 percent increase and that really and i think i've talked about this before and it really had to do with uh the uh pharmaceutical companies promoting their meds having a pamphlet out in the waiting room while the parents are waiting to have their child be seen they're filling out these pamphlets and going oh and over over diagnosing their children and they walk in for a cold and next thing they know their child has bipolar and is on a medication because some you know general practitioner read the form and went oh okay well i guess i give you this drug here you go yeah with no knowledge, really, of what the hell they're talking There's about. There's no doubt that the overprescription of our kids on these kind of drugs is like a... I don't know how we got there, but it's kind of yeah. falls well, in the same concept. And I'm not... I, I don't... So I don't uh, you won't ever catch me invalidating the gravity of somebody who's neurodivergent in some way and how right. that affects their life you know like i get it i, I have I, a lot I, of acquaintances there's a friends. strong argument to be made that i have a healthy dose of that myself you know but sure. but i don't i don't choose to celebrate it i guess is is the difference for me and i'm not saying that it should be the other way where it should be shamed because i don't think that that's it just is what it is i don't is. think that that's good but i just choose to view it like i mean last episode we were talking about depression same deal i just view it as a part of me and it has a certain utility and it comes with certain costs and i just try to work with it and integrate it and move forward as best i can and i think that that's a healthy uh outlook and approach to it but i feel that i'm i'm sitting back and looking at this this um 
array of devices and and modern traditions that are essentially fostering this and creating it maybe in people mm-hmm. to where uh, it's essentially your brain is being rewired. I mean, if you have enough exposure to something, especially when you're younger, it will absolutely rewire the synapses in your brain, your neural pathways and shit, you know? And so, and then, and then that stuff manifests later on in life as ADHD and, and, uh, fucking, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to fucking go down the list of, of different well, there's no doubt flavors our, our of our autism, attention but span has changed as human, as human beings are. It's, there's no doubt, right? Isn't that the cliche at this point that, uh, our attention spans have drastically decreased. Sure. You're like going to the gas station, <laughs> right? But it is. Yeah, I got to see a TV like, at the gas station. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily a foregone conclusion either, though, because we're here. We are here, having a three-hour yeah, conversation, three hour podcast, exactly. and people. Exactly. I feel like people are kind of hungry for that shit. I do too. Because of that, we're not. You know? It's not over for humans, no, and it's not so no. dystopian yet. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to bring <laughs> this up to be to the contribute to it. I think children. you're being smart with the kids, dude. I like. I'll fight for that forever. Like. The longer you can go, really. And, but, and I'm not coming out of like not being technology, a dick. Just and, and maybe not even social media. Like if they could come up with a social media that the algorithm isn't like Instagram, where it's it literally hurts the children because they are. It's beyond bullying, basically, is what it, the da- the data shows. And and bullying have, is not even what I'm concerned about. It's all it, there's just, there's no. It's just the it's access they don't things. fucking need. They're too goddamn yeah. immature for it. Right. And but I'm that, not going to expose my children well, to that. It's it's detrimental it's, to their development. There's plenty of arguments. Yeah. To and be it's made not that I'm trying to be that, a dick. You know? I'm not. I want sure. them to grow up to be good people, but I want them to learn how to be face to face social before they can handle this. Right. You know. There's a light. Because give them a childhood, right? Again, well, like the moment they're on the World Wide Web, they yeah. are. That's no longer really being a kid, because it's. Well, it's a very. Maybe it's a very powerful and potent tool, and it has capacity for uh, very large quantities of damage, like any powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we age restrict things like you're not allowed to drive a vehicle Mm. until a certain point because you're just not yet capable of handling it you got to earn that shit and i'm like i don't understand why people wouldn't reasonably look at something like unfiltered access to the internet as the same thing because the internet especially unfiltered way more dangerous than a car in my opinion it's funny because (laughs) the answer to that is well you're the parent you're supposed to control it but that if you're a parent that tries to control it then suddenly you're looked at as as an asshole and it's unreasonable silent mute those people and i just don't give a fuck what people's opinion is this is what my plan is for the children that are in my life and and i'm gonna try and make them good social people and try to give them skills to live their life Later on in the down the road, if social media is where they're making their business or something, that's a whole different thing. But they're mature then. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, how many adults do we know that can't even handle it themselves? I mean, we make fun of people all the time of having to announce, I have, oh, thoughts and prayers. I can't go into what the problem is, but thoughts and prayers. You're just, you're looking for fucking attention. Shut up. Yeah. You know, I'm sick. Okay. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> I really don't care how you feel today. You Please know, stay like, home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just don't get me sick, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. Well, and be, be vigilant for yourself too. Like it's, it's especially pertinent for kids, but don't think that just because you're an adult that your brain can't be reprogrammed as well. Because it absolutely can. Right? Sure. You know, of course. So, 
I think it's pretty easy too. Especially, and what's funny is how smart you are doesn't really matter. I tinker like, with a lot people's of smart brains people, all the time. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> it doesn't matter how smart you are because it's like I'm not malicious really about it. Bullshit. Most of the time, but <laughs> <laughs> but poking at people's brains means you just start recognizing patterns and you introduce new stimuli, and it's just like I can I can elicit reactions reliably from people just by poking at the right places well, you know and so can anybody else it's not a superpower that i have interesting I'm just paying attention the fact that you're paying attention you know? though it might be your superpower it's interesting even as a negotiator i mean there are techniques that i would use you use them on us too all the time but i but i would i mean i would intentionally <laughs> i never fall for them though in these I'm conversations i would intentionally fuck with people's heads to get them pissed off and get them heightened for certain reasons, whether it be to figure out the location where they're at in the house, get them screaming and yelling so they know. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a whole lot of different reasons, but you bring them up and then you can toy with them and bring them back down. Then you bring them up and you bring them back down and you wear them out, really, is what you do. It's almost like boxing. No shit. You know, just, just jabbing and going to the body, 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 head, head, jab, jab, body, 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 just kind of break them down, bring them back, and then, and then you wear them out mentally. Nice. By doing that. Difference is you get coffee brought to you, don't you? And he has to suffer with whatever he's got in the house. It depends on what we negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, has, he ever, has anyone ever been like, dude, bring me a pizza? And then you're like, all right, I'll bring you a pizza. Like yeah. in the movies. Did yeah. you really fuck me? Like, right uh, no, I didn't get it. They asked for it. Oh, really? But no, I mean, I did some negotiation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're Did anybody ever ask for a jet? It's, it's negotiating. I mean, yeah, there is some give and take, but you know, you're not going to, I, I run that show. You don't run that show. Did you ever offer anyone a meal in mm -hmm. that negotiation situation? Did you, did a meal ever come? Like a poor well, the, delivery the bastard is, is had to go do it? delivery on it is a big problem. And it's usually like when you come out, you can have this. Uh, I can remember one guy I'm like, yeah, you can have three cigarettes. And I will even come deliver them to you. Because by the end of our conversation, he's like, all right, I'm going to come out. But I just, I need some. I'm like, I'll give you three cigarettes. He's like, can I meet you? I'm like, yeah. That's cool. So I went down, chatted him up, and you're like, you can have three cigarettes when you come out, and they're good. good. <laughs> they're the best kind. So yeah, I mean, yeah, negotiations is negotiations, and you can't negotiate and not give anything. Now that didn't always necessarily have to happen, but but yeah, we'd we'd play that game for sure. Hmm. Yeah. So point is, your brain can be messed with mm -hmm. pretty easily, Man. depending on the context. Yeah. It sounds like to the very detriment of, and again, I don't think it's like a conspiracy of the fucking matrix trying to come at us. It, it really just seems like we're doing stuff. It's just people with access we can. to data and, yeah. and the methods for implementing it to their benefit yep. and perhaps to your detriment. And some <laughs> folk are kind of unscrupulous and they yeah. just fucking, you know, don't give a shit. ROI, bitch. And yeah. I fucking don't care if I, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, All right. That's my weird little interesting factoid was in public service announcement wrapped into one. <laughs> I'm interested to hear what other people think. The listeners are, yeah, are thinking. Um, Discord is a place to drop that in there. Facebook's probably too toxic of a place to discuss this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I would go to definitely Discord or, or send us an email uh, and talk to us individually if you want to talk to Shaden more yeah. about it or Jeff or What's I. the email, Zach? It's just a ride pod at gmail.com. It's just a ride pod. Just a ride pod. Fuck this, yay this. This is shrinkflation. And Shane's thrown this in our direction. <laughs> is that the right term for what I'm talking about? I don't know. You I know, feel like I'm misusing it, but 
I, I'm sure there's a technical term, but I'm not the technical I thought it was economist. Shrinkflation, but then I was like, no, that's an economic thing. I think. I think you're on the money. But anyway, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the principle of it is. What I'm talking about, and I know that every one of you fuckers listening knows what I'm talking about because you've experienced it, I promise. Less chips in the bag. And I don't even make promises, but I promise <laughs> you've experienced it if you live in the States and you've gone to the grocery store in the last decade or more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things come in the same size packages but the quantity inside of those packages is less for the same price which makes sense that's not even necessarily the fuck this thing the essence of it is that the the (laughs) the manipulation or lack thereof of the packaging is what pisses me off right right it's like i so prime example I mean, you guys can probably relate it most commonly to chips. You get a bag of chips that's blown up with air, and you're like, fuck yeah, a bag of chips. And then you open it, and it's only full a quarter of the way up. And you're like, what the fuck? Where's all my chips? Why didn't you just put it in a little fucking snack bag? The snack bags are more full than this. Right. It is a snack bag and a big bag. Yeah. Son of a bitch. So it's just like, fuck, why didn't I just buy a bunch of snack bags of chips? But, which maybe. Lesson learned. uh Lesson learned. But um, I got this package of beef jerky, and I've been buying this Tillamook you know sugar-free beef jerky for years and they used to come about three quarters of the way full which i was like that's fine whatever but the one i opened up today literally had a handful of jerky in the bottom like it was like not even a quarter of the way full like i looked at it and i was like what the fuck did somebody steal some (laughs) do you remember what the uh i mean they they do that by weight right so Mm -hmm. it has the weight changed on the bag yeah, for the sure. They have to. It. I mean, they have to disclose that. I mean, I'd have, right. I couldn't. I can't go back in time and look at what the weight. But I'm sure that they, it's just same package, different net weight printed on it. I know. I know. At Costco today, I bought 18 eggs for the same price. It would cost me to buy five dozen. They don't do the five dozen boxes anymore. They don't. No, you can get 18 eggs, and it costs the same. Yeah. So that's awesome. But I mean, at eggs least at now. least I'm the package isn't fooling you. Like the the like imagine right, if you right. bought if you bought eighteen eggs and it came in a carton that had twenty four egg slots in it, and <laughs> right. you just opened it and you were like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Where's the rest of the eggs?" You know what I mean? I saw like, somebody open a big Snickers thing like that where there was a big cardboard thing in the middle of the thing <laughs> yeah. where it's like, "Hey, yeah, that's the part that I'm pissed off about." Or like you get a bottle of wine and then you lift the bottle up and it's got like a three inch tall cavity yeah. hollowed yes. out in the bottom of it and uh-huh. it's just like what? i didn't read the ounces you what? sons of bitches like i understand the marketing behind it but i feel insulted by it well as with well. the wine thing it has to fit in the wine bottle shelves yes that are but in i've home, seen people's some homes. weird fucking shaped wine bottles True. that sell just fine <laughs> you're right you got a good point but there's there's like two parts to this because i mean as we've probably everybody that's listened to this like the price of government is the be- that's what's happening the price of government is the lack the less food in a bag mm-hmm. because the that's what inflation does and the inflation don't let anybody just just look in a con- just look up economic books and you can find out it's the government is doing inflation that, that's their only easing quantitative yeah. easing it's it's i know that corporations are doing their 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 part there's lots of things the economy is very complicated but inflation is not complicated they they've uh, they've done it to us so the price of government is less food in the bag the, the, what you're saying about the size is like the corporations showing their colors where they could just be like, hey, this is the price of government, guys. I hope you guys don't mind, but we can't give you as much for the same price. We have an overhead of, of a billion dollars a year or some shit. But now all of our jerky bags are tiny. Right. <laughs> yeah, we made it smaller to show off a fuller bag of smaller yeah. amount, you know. But Well, and I'm sure there's also a matter of like they they had 
they have a manufacturing deal for their packaging and it's probably. like to change it would exactly. cost them money and then it's like how do we fit the nutrition are they being malevolent thing, probably you know? not probably not it's probably but i think i think but not a, wanting to a admit. more accurate thing to say is that they're being self-serving which of course they they'd are. like you not yeah. to notice yeah yeah and i mean is that good or bad it's like you always want honesty i feel like you should always, we yeah. as society should reward or we as individuals should reward honest businesses over dishonest I just, ones i just feel like the thing that bugs me the most about it is i feel like i'm being gaslit by it you know like yeah. it's just like come on man i'm dealing with enough half truths and blatant mistruths that are being peddled to me as like no <laughs> please give me my mean? full bag no what do you mean you're you're, you're just acting crazy it's the same as it's always been you know that's mm-hmm. how i feel when i open a bag of jerky that's the same fucking size and it has significantly and noticeably less <laughs> contents it's like what do you think i'm dumb like fuck you yeah. guys well the answer is yeah they, <laughs> yeah, they, they are 100 and, and they have data to prove that bag, they have data so. to prove that most people indeed are and yeah you will still buy it i anyway. will so i'm part of the problem but so i still don't have to be happy about it yeah, true. <laughs> well fuck that i agree with it and yeah, i don't know if that's the thing. proper term either because i'm not an economist but shrinkflation is fucking catchy sounding and, you just uh, came up with your own term. Way to go. I'm sure it exists. And, I, I, and yeah, I'm I think so. also 90% sure I'm using it wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Uh, well, we're not professionals in that world anyway here. But All right, advice I give myself. This is going to come from Mr. Getchell here. You've got a list of us. Each. A list of things and stuff here. We're just going to kind of listen to some quotes. Uh a couple quotes. See if I can make, make fun, fun of them. Written. Make fun of them. And that's really our, our show today. So we're going <laughs> to... This is how we're ending. Uh, pursue progress, not success. Uh, which let's linger there. All right. So, duh. <laughs> but no, well, it's not, not duh. Not duh. That's not actually, duh. I hate it. <laughs> we're all do. flipping. This is the end of a two, day, a two show day. We're all kind of like, Argh! I need calories and I want to drink. Yeah. Pursue progress, not, not success. I, I mean, it seems like a brain dead thing to say, but you have to continue to improve to get to your success yeah. you know one and, step and in front of the other it's like another way of saying fail forward like we talked about yep. before yeah 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 agreed next agreed. moving on next always time. assume you don't completely understand something it will foster humility and create create more opportunities to learn shit yeah absolutely which we Fuck. agree with i don't think we have anything to add to that I'm a dumbass, and I can assume that all the time. And I'm always taught that I am a dumbass by people that are not as dumb as I. I assume a dumb. I assume that I am a dumbass, and I'm often proven correct. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth, I I'm actually like proven that I'm correct. Overestimate your future, underestimate your past. One more I think time. we can overestimate your future and underestimate your past. In other words, strive for great things, mm-hmm. but the things that have happened before don't give them so much clout. Let it go just yeah let, yeah let it go so you can continue to move forward reach for the stars and hit the moon I guess, basically yeah. maybe don't let it go but let it rest <laughs> like just let yeah. it let it leave it's you, you can't change it so yeah don't, don't give it the energy <laughs> learn your lessons don't forget about it but don't don't let it define your actions moving forward i like it i like it um this is interesting accept this you don't have to prove anything to anybody ever including yourself I struggle with that. Shit, me too. I mean, I think I need to prove to my boss that I'm worth not firing. I want to prove to my dad that I'm worth loving. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the implication there is that if you're focusing on proving things to yourself, they will, by extension, be proven to others that need it proven to them. 
Mm. Right. Like if I'm if I'm do to per my cheeky job comment, if I'm proving to myself that I can do the best job that I can at the job I've chosen to do, then my boss will automatically just value that because it's like, well, he's like, oh yeah, look at him, he's just doing it. Right. You know, like it speaks for itself. True. Are we playing a losing game though? If we're competing with ourselves all the time, just like you're never good enough, me. I suck me. I don't know. You no. could be, I guess. I tend to get motivated. I don't know what the fuck's trying to get at. <laughs> it's open for you interpretation. You didn't write this? <laughs> I didn't write this. I one. thought you brought this all research Give us down. the answers, Gadget. I know. There's no answer to that. All right. Well, you guys fill in the like blanks. Celebrate your successes against yourself. It would be the antidote to that, I think. This one's really good, too, and it ties Sure, for yourself to get kicked in the balls. What? What's going on? <laughs> So we believe we don't have enough time when really we don't have enough focus. I think that's true to a point, you know, like, well, I didn't have enough time today. So I'm going home to do my second 75 hard workout while I edit this podcast. So I'm so (laughs) glad I got mine done before I came. I tried. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't happen. Shit. (laughs) So we believe we don't have enough time when really we don't have enough focus. I I think on a day-to-day basis, that's actually very true. We've spent a lot of time fiddle-fucking around and we don't even realize it or or wasting time thinking about what we're going to do next instead of doing the things that we know we should do because we're still putting them off. And and we're not acknowledging that. I I think that's pretty true. Depends on the person probably, but yeah. I've been thinking about that five-minute task Thing from a couple of episodes yeah. ago, like a lot the last few weeks, like attacking I, every I, five I keep catching thing. myself because I thought I was pretty good at like you know just addressing things as they come up, but I kept catching it. I'm just like, I should pick that up, and then I'm like, oh, but I got to do this work. That no, pick it up right now. I've been drilling Awful that into that. myself since we talked about it. That's good though. See more positive changes. Mm-hmm. I'm growing. Keep your hands inside the ride, and it should be good. Hmm, this one, I I haven't read these, by the way. I just selected them. Okay. So this is all. You didn't vet fresh. this content. Good Fuck God! No, You're just giving people willy nilly shit. All right, <laughs> I'm just winging it. They're, they're adults. They'll figure it out. Your relationships with others are merely reflections of your relationship with yourself. Get right with yourself. Get right with the world. I think there that there's a lot of validity to that. Can we read just, it one more yeah, time. Do that again. I'll just read the first part. It's the more important part. Your relationship with your relationships with others are merely reflections of relationships with your of the relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Did I fucking tongue tie that enough? No, I got it though. I like Jesus it. Jesus Christ! You know that makes me that. Can me, you trip over your words more? I understood it better. <laughs> I like it better when it's fucking hard to. Uh, <laughs> no, it's funny because when you write stories, like if you look at uh, a really well thought out story, I'll take a cartoon or something, but uh, take a character like main character's Fry. Uh, from Futurama. Futurama, yeah. Each of the characters around Fry are representations of a piece of Fry, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that's kind of how we we clump together it's as like friends. Real life, because this is my simulation, and you guys are all just. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh shit! You're a player one too. Um, but it, it's funny because that uh, human beings writers have noticed that about human beings and how our friendships are, where we like attracts like for some reason, and yeah. we all kind of represent a piece. The, pe- the friends that stick around, the friends that are there, right. part of you, yeah. they kind of represent something that is well, a part of you. Everybody's everybody's a mirror to some degree. And as a writer, you, you, we play off of that trope, and it's super successful because it's like we instinctively know that it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. And all, you guys, all you guys that. listening right now are our little mirrors of us. 
So don't <laughs> That's go, a don't lot go of act in the fool. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that Waving the flag. The more confidence and the more the more accepting you are of yourself, you tend to be around more like people that way mm-hmm. and, and then you can start building off each other. But if it's the opposite, the more you hate yourself, the more the, the more negative you are on yourself, you're gonna create you're going to bring those people into your life. Right. So angry all the time. A group of angry all the time people. Can you think of groups like that? No, no, no. no. <laughs> None. <laughs> all right, next. The only scarcity in life is time. The scarcity of anything else is merely a function of how we spend our time. I like that. I, it makes a little bit of not sense at the end, but the time is the most valuable thing in my mind. It's the most real, even though time itself isn't necessarily a real concept. It's kind of a made-up concept. Like our, no. our number. I disagree with that. That I mean, my whole existence in my career was very much based on time. Yeah, what you were time did I do hours. this? What time did I say oh, this? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, but these are, everything was... The sextesimal system is one way to count time, and yeah. that's an old system, but it just seems it, what we do. It, it seems a little bit asinine whenever people tell me, like, well, time's just a human construct. Well, I'm screw like, you, Shaden. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm an asinine like, kind of well, guy. you know what? It all comes yeah, to an end. It Suck is, my asinine, Shaden. It is, but it's just our, it's our attempt at creating systems of measurement to quantify our yeah, surroundings. Yeah, it's, it's so a like, recording of when something happened. Does that, does that invalidate it just because we created it in order to no, attempt to oh, put a framework not. into our But into do our we understand reality, our you know? creation all the way to where it doesn't break down and physical in physics and stuff that's i think the question if you ask somebody to be somewhere important at 3 30 and they decide to show up at six because time is just a construct you're probably going to be fucking pissed if that's what you think and i'm talking more physics and stuff guys calm down really interesting too because if you due to the nature of light and the fact that it has a speed and this is going to bend your brain a little bit if if any of you have never heard this but due to the nature of light and the fact that it has velocity uh, if you look far enough in any direction you will end at the beginning of time hmm. on the beam of light if you're on the beam well, of light because that's how we perceive reality right is by light traveling to us mm-hmm. so if we like you look at something really far away in space you're looking into the past mm-hmm. you're perceiving the past mm-hmm. right so in essence if you look far enough in any direction you will get to the origin of light tight <laughs> weird right Fucking bro. <laughs> anyway, uh, little, i still little nerd moment inserted right. in our well I, I started this by saying you know whatever time is i i've read some physics stuff where you know i mean there's a place that where they guard time in the united states and it's just a silly uh, concept but it does it is useful but I started by saying that it's my most valuable thing because it does seem very real. And like I wake up going, I want more time in the day. I want I more time. Yeah. Whatever these increments are, I fucking want more. And it's by far more valuable than money. It's by far more funny, valuable than, you know, gratification. I don't, I don't know moment. how you can say that time is just... I'm not a physics. I'm not a physics major, so I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> but if you want to look into it, you can look into that question and there'll be we smarter people than me. And, and there's, there's a amount of time within that so. i know jeff but it's also called different words in other places and those words actually break so down. the concept the concept itself breaks down like the sextesimal system of 60 seconds 60 minutes two you know 365 days a year all that stuff these are all things that we've 
agreed upon. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So the concept of time that we hold so dear is actually the American version is in a bunker somewhere protected by guards and shit like mm -hmm. the actual clock it's fucking silly there's just another it's way to probably there's not other ways right. to count is what you're saying yeah but even exactly but even the concept itself breaks down in the quantum and in the big so you know anyway. what's stupid well, based upon what is that said, everything is non-linear exactly yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly not exactly like we deal with it right. as little monkeys i don't understand why, why we just don't use uh, a 24-hour clock like I love military, military time. That's the it best. It drives me nuts. Yeah. It's it's so less you confusing. Never, yeah. What time am I either? Eight o'clock AM or PM? How about just zero eight hundred? Yeah, know? yeah. For sure. Or twenty hundred hours PM. It's you know, let's make it easy. I like that. I'm for it. Me too. Your greatest and only enemy is your own mind. I agree with that too. Yeah. Because I mean your only enemy? Well, you may not be somebody that I like, but I don't like you because what's in my head, because what you did to me and how I perceived it, I see you now as an enemy, but it's really how my mind perceived what happened. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That one feels like I, I, I agree with the first more. half of it where it's like your, your mind is your greatest enemy. And your well, being your only enemy, it is the filter of last. It's all, I don't know. That's it, a hard one. Yeah. I don't. I'm not equipped to discuss. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I just. I guess I don't. I don't know if I necessarily disagree, but I don't know what the value of framing it. That, that kind of gets is, it into my know? time thing, where it's like it's not useful to think like that, but it's true probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was uh, that was the last one. Was it? Fuck. Yeah. Well, this That's is a short good. ride this yeah, week, those you guys. Yeah, uh, over overly exciting. I probably should have. Do you guys want to let's let's end on a on a light note? You want to do a quick would you rather? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm sure I have some some left in the list from before. Let's see if I can find a good one. In the meantime, we'll just like police stories, <laughs> Jeff stories from police. Yeah, do, do, do. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Okay, would you rather only be able to wash your hair twice a year, or? <laughs> Or only be able to check your phone once a day. You just asked two ball guys. Well, yeah, I was going to say two ball guys asking that. Uh, well, let's see. Okay, wash your body. <laughs> Fuck, I'm almost at the point where I'm only once a day on your phone. Yeah, only once a day on the phone. I'm good with that. Or never wash your body. What was it again? Um, wash your wash body your, twice a year or check your, your phone yeah. once a day. You're right. I should have not picked a hair one. That was silly. Yeah, I fucking look at this. I'm like, fuck, fuck my hair. Fuck it forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd rather wash my body, but uh, I don't know. Once a day is fine, probably. I can. I, that's kind of what I do when I'm working through the Skycast uh, marathon each week. So I'm fine. I'll pick phone. Yeah, I'll go phone. Or I'll pick, yeah, yeah. I'll go phone. You got to wash. Yeah. You got to wash things, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm stinky, but I don't want to get like all fucked up. Yeah, I don't want to get fungus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, would you rather be able to change the future or the past just by imagining it? Past. Hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The past. Oh, I'd say future. <laughs> yeah, future, yeah. yeah. I would say future. But, I'm going future. But how do you change something that you don't know what it's going to be? So. Yeah, that's the thing. I, like, I would the, the, do But you, you imagine it, right? I yeah. mean, I guess change, but like, you just, like, if you can just imagine If you future. can predict the future, <laughs> I think it should be, can you, would you rather be able to predict the future or change the past? Yeah. I'd rather be able to predict the future. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because okay. you can't change something that hasn't happened yet. Hmm. Both of them would be nice, but yeah. <laughs> okay, I agree. I, I would go with the future. Shane's like, I, I, just, I just found a funny one, though. All right. We can end on this one. This will be our, our, our last one. Okay. 
Would you... Would you rather turn pink every time someone says hello <laughs> or get really angry every time someone says bless you? <laughs> I kind of get angry when someone <laughs> says bless you anyway. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I'm talking like instant rage. Oh, I, hello, I'd take pink. I'd just you be pink, pink guy. Yeah, I'd be pink guy. I mean, blushing basically. Or your whole body's pink? Is that the whole? You, you decide. Is it, Are we all pink? Like I think it says you turn pink, so I think your whole body goes pink. What a conversation starter. <laughs> I mean, because there's nothing bad. They said hello, and you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm so, oh, gee. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, that's endearing, I think. I guess between the two, I mean, that's it's the less volatile. I'll, yeah. I'll go pink. I mean, you know. Yeah, raging out at people over bless you would fuck. That's, I'm gonna go with good. The bless you. Just to be that guy. <laughs> I mean, I kind of just to go to prison. I never understood Once it again, anyway, it's so. a good litmus test for real friends, right? <laughs> like yeah. if they're willing to put up with me, like what? they would just fuck with me at parties too. Bless you, baby. Like, guys, watch this. Bless you. Fucking oh, what? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pink. He's pissed. You're pink. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> this I, has been just a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of really, yeah, that bless you thing, I just never understand. I'm like, why does everybody say that all the time? You know what I, For the sneezing and shit? You know what I constantly reply to bless you with, and it's totally just dumb. And also with you. But it amuses me. <laughs> Somebody says, bless you. I go, on whose authority? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm a Discordian Pope, who so on mine. Who are you trying so to bless me in the name of right now? Because your answer might depend upon whether or not I'm okay with it. <laughs> I had a, I had a friend say "possess you" when I blood, when I sneezed one time, you. and I was like, "God damn, dude! All right, that's going far into the Satan world, bro." Just, sneezes are just demons escaping your body, dude. Yeah, that's what he said. You to need me. to be blessed. You should be thanking them for that, <laughs> right? But I like the authority thing. Uh, but we've already talked about this. You're all disc everyone that's listened to this is a Discordian Pope. We've made them Discordian Popes. The rule is to stick apart, and uh, you'll be fine. You should be good. Mm. But uh, and you can also make now other people Discordian Popes. Your power is <laughs> magic, make believe shit. So who gives a fuck? I love that. It comes from uh, oh, it's the religion of the subhuman. I believe is what it's called. But it's a '70s thing. A bunch of interesting cats uh, making a religion to Discordianism take the piss out of stuff. Is so fun. Yeah. Hail Eris. Hail, hey, fucking A, you know stuff. So, all right. It's a fun little deal. But we're done with the ride. This is a shorter the ride, ride is this week. over. Yes. In fact, we're the last three fuckers sitting on the ride. Everybody already got off. Yeah. The amusement park shut off all the lights. They're they mopping shit. We're going to have to climb the gate to get out. Yeah. Are we legal? Did, did, we, did we screw up our lives? We're in a fucking amusement park. They locked it down. We didn't say anything. We're walking around. Are we going to jail for this? What's going on? I don't think so. I mean... I'm asking you we like you're a hide. fucking lawyer in, in Florida. We, we paid admission. Yeah, we paid admission. <laughs> we didn't hide. They just didn't take us off the ride. That's fair. <laughs> so I think we're good. Hell yeah. Well, my Let's arms turn are... it all back on. Let's go. Yeah, now it's going. illegal. <laughs> my arms are tired from riding. Now I'm, and... now I'm just thinking of National Lampoon's Vacation. Great, yeah. Great movie. That was a fun one. Wally World. I was always tempted to like hide in a shopping mall and wait for it to close. Shall Wasn't that so? Who's the moosiest moose we know? Marty Moose. Who's the star of our favorite show? Marty Moose. Who? I remember it now. M is for something. It goes off, doesn't it? It's kind of a long one. Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> uh, you can get a hold of us at justaridepod at gmail.com. Just a ride pod. And uh, thank you to all of our Patreon uh, folks. We've had some new ones recently and uh, super 
thankful as always to you guys for helping the shit to continue to be perpetual. We'll spend that unwisely. Yeah, extremely yes. unwisely. Probably I in think, Vegas. Uh, I, bought, I bought Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Just kidding. I can't <laughs> eat those right now. That's right. You can't eat 75 shit. Harding. You guys are hard every day, all day. Hard, hard AF. I'm proud of you guys. Um, Good job. Yeah, a couple, all of you couple little to. shout outs. I'm sorry if I miss anybody, but uh, for our, some of our new Patreons, we got John Whitehorn. Thank you, John. AKA Thank you, John. Ben Bod. Ben Bod. Uh, we got Alicia, Alicia, which I'm assuming is our Alicia. Is, is it? I think so. I haven't talked to her for I haven't, moons. I haven't met another one with that particular spelling, so I'm thinking that's probably We'll her. always take a sovereign sister in our yeah, group, hell yeah. for sure. Thanks so much. Um, we got a couple of funny emails. We might dig into those next episode. Um, and we got uh, James Cornelson? Cornelson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James yeah, Cornelson. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I think, you're riding uh, with us and you're helping us uh, I think that's it for our, for our newbies but uh, cool. thank you to all you guys we appreciate you so much yeah we're gonna waste your money on making the reasonableest party a nuisance in this yeah. fucking world <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright well thanks to the trusted turd triad uh, Don and Chris and Bodie for being awesome to us every week and thank you to the godhead for stirring up trouble too <laughs> uh, being kind of right in the right in the reasonableest party uh, wheelhouse I think yeah. And to the garbage disposal, Alan, our buddy, for uh, doing what he does to spread the, the to smear the scat is what they like to say. Smear the scat. Smear the scat. And uh, thanks for listening to Scatcast Tuesdays and and the Dipshit Files Wednesdays and the David Nanga Show Thursdays. And this is my favorite way to end a week with my friends Me on Fridays. And, and hey, you know, don't be shy to share the show. Yeah, you can good. spread yeah. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. actually, we spread see you guys spreading. It. It's share quite a it. bit of spreading. Yeah, share, share. That's how we. We grow we bigger. And, yeah, the more indeed. we grow, the more cool shit we can do, the more fun we'll have, and uh, the more viable the reasonablest party becomes. Yes, we, <laughs> let's see what happens. And, and uh, you know, we've we've got some big ideas for it. We'll see. It, it seems like it's needed for. Maybe we're not so the right the, people for it. But the annual Christmas party is going to be a wild rave. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no shit. We're going to just be the. We, we had great intentions, and then we went to our heads, and Drugs now we just do raves and the fucking. And <laughs> it's a fire festival all over again. People, fucking. kids choking on glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, you can check out the Patreon, as you know. And as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. See ya. It's just a ride. Bing. Bing. Oh. <laughs> wow, you seemed a little airy. Are you okay? You all right? I feel it like I prolapsed. <laughs> you need to get a doctor. <laughs>